Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the podcast. This episode is with a good friend of mine, Jenna Lee. She has a nonprofit that works with Conservation International. It's called Project Save the Blue. And today we sat down and talked about the humble beginnings that it had, the not-so-humble jumpstart that it had into tracking whale sharks' migration patterns with satellite tags for the first time in human history, and then it just gets a little real in terms of environmentalism and the world's burning around us at the end. So stick around. It's a good conversation. I think you guys will enjoy. Also, just an update on episode one of the podcast. I talked to my friend Matt Teeden, aka Endion. He just released his EP on Spotify, Apple Music, and probably some other stuff. Go check it out. It's called Long Time Coming. So you can search up Long Time Coming Endion on whatever platform you get music on. You can check out his new EP now. Without further ado, let's jump into the conversation I had with Jenna today. So you started the nonprofit Yes, as a quest project, a quest project, which was a high school sort of yes. project that you had to do every year, every year, like a passion it could be project, the same thing every year, or it could be a new thing that you mm-hmm. decided to do. Like people, most people did a new one every year, but because we didn't realize like Project Save the Loop would become something like of actual substance. That's why we continued it. Um, so, yeah. So basically it started because. Me and my friend want to do it together because, again, people don't take quests seriously and we're lazy. Um, and so, like, we we're like, let's do something together. And we both are very into, like, I was going to be a biologist before I did too much science and I hate science now. But, like, I've always been into marine bio and, like, my friend has been too. And, like, we are, like, fortunate enough to, like, she has a house in Hawaii. She, like, grew up by the ocean. Um, and so, and me, like, we're from California. We, we go to the beach all the time and we've just seen marine life deteriorate since i've been a kid you saw that happen yeah in your just in your lifetime just in lifetime school, and like es- yeah and especially just like the quality of the ocean the amount of like less life and especially for audrey um who is the other co-founder of save the blue she again she has a house in hawaii on the big island and so she is really she's been like boating all of her life like diving like all that and so she's really seen it deteriorate and then we decided that like this could be something we could actually do as a quest project and not just like like half-ass one again as we've done for the past two years and like actually do something so it was junior year this is mm-hmm. okay. and so we decided we we're like well like what why not do something with marine conservation we didn't think we we're going to do a non-profit just because it's a lot of work and we were young and like we were yeah, like doing your goal a, is to yeah. do a project for school exactly kind of it wasn't really. like it wasn't like oh let's do something like this especially because it was junior year like we were doing like ACT prep and like all this shit for college. And like it's the last thing we wanted to do. And so we were like, let's just raise money for another shark conservation because we decided on sharks because if you Google shark conservation, a, probably a total of four pages will pop up because no one cares about sharks, which is like, I understand, but I also don't understand because it's like, obviously great white sharks are scary. And even as much as I love sharks, I don't want to ever see a great white in my life, but people don't understand that the 99 other percent of sharks do not eat humans. They probably eat plankton um, and small diseased fish. And so, um, and yet we kill what, what's a stat, like a hundred million sharks a year and sharks kill around one person a year. Not yeah, even like they, very small yeah, number. very small. Like we did this whole thing. Okay. I'm like going off on tangents, but we did this whole thing where we compared stats of like sharks injuring people to like i'm pretty sure you're the there's a stat where it's like you're 20 times more like twenty thousand times something like absurd more likely to die by, to die by falling than you are to buy like buy a shark there's this really funny one that we found that was like it was you're way more likely to die by getting hit like something falling off an airplane and hitting you than by a shark i think where people get caught up is that dying by falling although it might be more likely yeah. it might be an, a sort of unavoidable yeah. situation yeah whereas dying from a shark if you stay out of the like you're only ever going to die from a shark if, if you're you in, go the in the ocean yeah. so it's sort of like something you have control, control over. over and then yeah no 100 beyond that people want to be able to go into the ocean and not have to worry about no 100 percent. but another issue that we found is that like the majority of people who get bitten by sharks Obviously, there's those rare occasions where, like, a fucking great white will, like, swim up to the shores of Maui, like, on a resort and, like, bite people and, like, that's not cool. But most times, it's because surfers are in murky water where they shouldn't be surfing in the first place. They're wearing wetsuits. They look like seals. This, sharks can eat seals, like, big sharks. Um, and so, if you, 
you're in the water looking like a seal a shark was might take a bite out of you but then they'll realize you're not their food and they'll spit you out that's why like you're never like people don't actually get eaten by sharks they get bit and then like they can die from like bleeding out like whatever yeah. but especially it's... with something that's how like how much does a big gray white shark weigh oh my like, god is it over a thousand pounds so it much be, they're right? humongous like, yeah if it bites you just curious if you exactly. graze against its teeth exactly like, you could die but like innately they're not like out to get humans like that's not they're not like i think people think that sharks especially with like the media and everything like they want to eat humans they just simply don't like that's not what it is they're just sharks and they like probably are not very intelligent just like you know it shit happens have you ever seen a great white shark in person i i had a phase when i was like really when we were doing this nonprofit where i like really wanted to go shark like great white diving like without a cage and like even like our mentors who are like they are from hawaii and they like they really do shit with sharks they're like you can't do that like it's just simply not safe i'm like yeah no so i've never seen a great white great white i've seen many other large large sharks which are scary i'm not gonna lie sharks are a little scary but um you just gotta trust that like if they see you they they know especially when you're diving like they see that you're like a scuba diver they're like that's not a fish i want to eat like, have for you the ever most been part. bitten or like, no. any close call have you ever fed them by hand no, I like, have you see not. These crazy I've been... things on TV shows, oh like people suit up in the chainmail, like I, I had, suits, and they go and they feed, they chum the waters, they feed the sharks. They're like almost getting bitten. Oh, I had the, I had a experience with a shark in when I went diving. Oh my god, this is a whole story I should tell, but um, very close to a humongous shark, like out of the blue, and like I kind of shot myself for a second, but then it just sat there, it looked at me, and it swam away. Didn't come up to me, didn't do anything, and. You know, it makes me feel better if it doesn't want to kill me. So did it kind of swim up to you and then turn away at the last second? It was on the floor of the ocean, and it was literally, I kid you not, the size of this room. This was the massive oh, fuck. It okay. was so fucking so big. So bigger than you. Like, like if so it huge. To kill you. It could. It was humongous. But it was, I, I still, to this day, don't know what type of shark it is. It was, like, flat and not, like, like thick. I don't know. It was, like, a weird, weird shark. But it was on the floor, and, like, I was just, like, doing my thing, scuba diving, and like all of a sudden we turn this corner and like this bitch is on the ground and we're like, we all freeze. We're just like, and everyone's like pointing because you can't talk when you're diving. Everyone's like pointing at it and they're like, yeah. don't move. And it kind of like, we, I shot myself because it like moved up off the floor and like all the sand, like, you know, like yeah. went everywhere. And I was like, this might be it. But then it just like kind of like stay there for a bit and then just like swam away. It's wild to me. I mean, I, I've seen one shark mm-hmm. while i'm in the water i've seen them obviously i've seen them in like aquariums yeah like yeah what, what kind of sharks they have there nurse sharks nurse sharks hammerhead like gray gray reef sharks are like really I've seen reef sharks there yeah. yeah i've never seen i don't think i've seen a hammerhead in, a, in an no. aquarium i think I've leopard seen, sharks are like those are like pretty ones that they put in aquariums yeah but nothing like gigantic no. and even so i've seen one while i was swimming i was snorkeling in mm-hmm. the uh, florida keys yeah and it was probably i don't know five feet long so like it, smaller than yeah. a, a, a person large person yeah um i've seen like a lot i've seen a lot of small sharks because they're everywhere especially like when i go diving in like hawaii and stuff they're like just everywhere but like those small sharks especially like nurse sharks and like little gray reef sharks they're like so harmless do nurse sharks even have teeth no i don't i think they eat i don't even think they eat they eat like small small fish they if like that. suck on the bottom of the yeah don't they, don't they have like the the like sucker yeah mouths? Yeah, they probably eat, like, plankton and, like, bacteria, honestly. Yeah. So you said earlier that most sharks don't eat big things, mm-hmm. and a lot of sharks eat plankton and bacteria. Yeah, are they, so are actually... There a lot of filter feeder Yeah, they're most filter feed. Yeah, so what happens is the issue is that people kill big sharks, and, like, obviously great whites and, like, huge, huge sharks, they eat bigger fish, and they eat, like, things of substance they, like, need right. to. Um, and like dead whale carcasses and stuff. Like if you've seen Planet Blue, like that's the shit they eat. Yeah. But like yeah, yeah, yeah. we need that to like it's just the food chain. Like we need them to eat the dead shit in the ocean so that like it doesn't like spread everywhere. And like the smaller sharks, um, it all like goes in a chain. It's like the small sharks eat plankton, they eat bacteria, they eat like shit on like the bottom of the oceans, and then it just goes up. Most they sharks eat a lot of diseased fish, which is <clears throat> so helpful for the ocean because that just by just coincidence yeah, like they yeah they so many fish. exactly and they just they'll, they'll get rid of the disease fish which is great um and then most i would say most sharks just eat small fish like those school of fish that like you see everywhere 
but actually we did our first in St. Louis, our first project was with whale sharks. Um, and whale sharks are the biggest fish. They're not even a shark. Um, and they're are sharks, not fish. No. What a sharks. sharks. Yeah. Sharks are sharks. Yeah. They're not fish. Are like whale, whale sharks, sharks are. Sharks? No, they're not sharks. They're, they're fish. fish. Are yeah. they bigger than nurse sharks? They must be. Whale sharks. Right? Let me show you. This Have you ever seen one in person? Oh, swam with one? I, we tag them and well, I'll, I'll talk about this. This is nuts. I had no idea that you did like. This no much. one knows. No one knows about this. I don't like I'm not. It's not something I'm like, hi, I'm John. I have a nonprofit. Yeah. Like it never comes up in conversation. But um, let me show you a picture just for context. Go. Okay. For context, this is me next to whale shark. Okay. And you're how tall? five seven and that's almost three of you yeah they're huge okay is that a big one this is no this is like standard like honestly this is not even big like there are bigger ones like this is me this is my oh damn yeah they're huge they're so pretty save, though Look save out. the blue that's your yeah, instagram save the blue. i'm gonna go, go give it a follow follow. guys everyone go follow save the blue on instagram yes hold on save. literally look how All massive they are like save the blue like this is a full grown woman next like they're humongous wow yeah but the issue is they eat no they're filter feeders (laughs) yeah they're filter feeders they only eat plankton small fish bacteria they don't have like their teeth are like bristles like they don't have teeth so very friendly so like a whale okay because i'm thinking like nemo you know when they get stuck inside the whale and it has the they're trying to like look look how how it eats it sucks on the rock yeah so it's sucking on the rock and getting plants off of it. Yeah, small like fish, bacteria, something bacteria. gross like that. Yeah. This is how they eat too. It's so funny. Like you'll see them just like swimming, and their mouths are just open, just like waiting for things to get like go through it. So I have a friend like, that no, is afraid. Like, w- there's no teeth of whales, even though <clears throat> like a lot of whales don't have teeth. No, whales don't have. Most whales don't have like um, sharp teeth. Like like orca whales could obviously yeah. mess you up pretty yeah. bad. But um, what's like. Like a humpback whale. Humpback whales are filter feeders too, yeah. right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So he's afraid. He thinks that they're so big that they could like swallow you whole by accident. They, they suck in so much water see, that if you were near one while it was eating, you would just be See, they can out. suck you. Like hypothetically, they can fit a human in them and then like regurgitate you because that's not going to sit well in a whale. But um, I don't think they would ever. you would ever be in a situation where, like, you're really going to get... That's ever going to happen. Like, if you think about it, like, if you're near a whale and you see it's, like, opening its mouth, I feel like you can very easily swerve that. It's not... It isn't like, yeah, they suck in water, but, like, think about all, like, the water pressure and, like, how much water. Like, it's not going to pull you in. Yeah. Like, as a massive human, but... So it could happen. If you probably, were in, like, yeah, no, it probably could happen. Scenario, yeah. But in those pictures, someone's like swimming beside behind no. it. Like they're not going to get. I was getting yelled it. at by like the dive master. They were like, don't touch it. I'm like, I'm touching it because we're friends. But <laughs> you're friends with this whale. Yeah. With this whale shark. shark. Yeah. So it's not, um, it's not a whale. It's not a whale. It's a, it it's, is a shark. It's not a whale or a shark. It's a fish. So why is a, sh- a fish different from a shark? Because they sharks look like fish. Sharks are. F- I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. Is a shark a fish, but a f- not all fish are sharks? No, all Is fish are sharks, things? and whales are not fit. I know whales are mammals. Whales are mammals. But sharks aren't fish? Sharks, I think I think what you said was right. Sharks are... Like a whale shark isn't a... F- like, you couldn't classify it as a shark. It's not it's a shark. It's just a fish. It's just a fish. It's big. Yeah. So people call it a shark. Fish. Not every big fish is a shark. Yeah. Something like that. And not all sharks are big fish. Yeah. Is there small fish, like, you know, dogfish and stuff? Yeah. Just, are those sharks? No. They're not? Wait, I don't know. Dogfish what? were sharks. Is it a shark? I've never heard of that breed. I don't know. Are um, there, like, can you think of a type of shark that's, like, very small that could, like, fit on this table? Oh. No. No? I mean, like... What's the smallest type of shark that you could think of? Like a ner- nurse shark. Nurse sharks are pretty small. They're tiny. But if you think but of, like, not a this barracuda, tiny. a barracuda could be eight feet long. Yeah. And that's bigger than a nurse shark. Yeah. But it's not a shark. But it's, it's not a, a shark. Fish. It's a fish. Okay. Okay. I'm getting it now. Yeah. Um, but basically, whale sharks. Oh, so we decided to start our first project. Like our first big project was going to be with whale sharks. And the reason why, backtracking a little bit, the reason why we decided to actually make our own nonprofit was because there's just simply, like, we were like, let's look for other conservations to raise money for, like, help out, whatever. There's simply just, like, not enough. And so we were like, honestly, and we're a lot about 
actions but we're more about education like we really feel like the industry like this lacks like shark education and like the creator of jaws his biggest regret in life is creating jaws because of how many the negative the negative effect it had on the industry of sharks um and like just how much guilt he feels because after that people went after them um and one whale shark carcass in like southeast asia asia goes for 60 grand 60 grand like easily because a whale shark is a type of shark that like you could use every single part of their body for something yeah um and so like they're especially hunted even though they're like the nicest most friendly like they're hunted not because that people are afraid (laughs) of them they're hunted because people want they want them yeah because i mean i feel sad when i see videos of like um what is it blue sharks Mm -hmm. or something that gets harvested for uh fin soup Mm -hmm. shark fin soup and they just cut the fins off and and throw them back in in and then they die (laughs) because they don't they want to fit as many fins in the boat and they don't need the rest rest of it it. yeah it's so sad it's yeah like they don't even kill it they just let it drown drown i guess exactly drowning yeah it's gonna because it can't swim without its fin well so it just dies it'll it'll just bleed out It'll literally sink to the bottom of the ocean floor and just bleed and die. Oh, I know. Yeah, that's it's horrible. so sad. But whale sharks, they use the whole thing. I guess yeah, like, they can in a use way, the it's oil, better, the fat, but, but it's like, not. Yeah. That doesn't seem like yeah. it's a sustainable thing to do. No. Um, and so we decided. So by this point, this was like a year into our nonprofit. Maybe. No, no. This was like six months in our nonprofit. We like got it established. We partnered with Conservation International, which is like a legitimate, like huge conservation chain, not chain, like business. Um, and we got in contact with this really cool man, um, Mark Erdman. Shout out. He like manages all of Southeast Asia and Asia's like he's like regional over there. And so we met with him because we went to we were invited to this like Conservation International in like Bay Area had like a event. So we went and we met with him and he was like, we need funding for this thing that we're going to do. Like, would you like to do? They needed, well, they like, they always need funding. Like they're also a nonprofit. And so they're like, if you want to help, like we'll, we would love to partner with like a smaller nonprofit. And like, they were like, we love what you guys are doing. Like, do you want to do this with us? And we're like, bet, like, let's do it. And so what we were doing was that we were satellite tagging whale sharks so because that's where it started. The tagging started with the tagging. So we sharks. we weren't gonna tag like that. We we started this nonprofit honestly like so disorganized. We didn't know what the fuck we were doing. We didn't know what yeah. projects we were doing. We're just like let's educate and let's raise money and like let's make merch. Like that's literally it like seems like mm-hmm, it seems like, like the jump to tagging sharks. Oh oh, this went from zero to hundred. You need a boat. You need oh, I'll tell you staff, about the shit like, that yeah. It like we we were talking with them for a while and then like it, this took months and months to set up like probably eight months before we went on the trip, but um basically we just met like met him like my friend Audrey had connections to Conservation National and like we couldn't be here without families wealthy so just put that out there because like just genuinely like we couldn't have done this without just a connections boost to yeah. Get- yeah connected, connected to the people to that the, needed to get connected exactly to this workout exactly and so we we decided to do whale sharks because we thought that would be a little bit less aggressive for our first project than like jumping in being like we want to save great whites like you know people are still gonna be like no like because i get it you the mindset we need something tea. exactly like we need something that something we can put on our t-shirts yeah. that like isn't like the scary shark it can be like a cute little whale shirts shark on the instagram we we had no we had shirts but they were like we only made a certain amount so we don't sell them anymore Uh, but we'll do i'll we'll start up on that again hopefully but um so basically they conservation national has they developed this satellite tagging technology which has never been used ever before um we were actually the first ones to deploy satellite tags on whale sharks ever really or like this type of satellite ever in the ocean like we're the first ones huh. um and so the issue was that with whale sharks again they're so hunted and especially in southeast asia um that we wanted to tag and the issue with whale sharks is that they're like they migrate we don't know we have no information on whale sharks like just on the internet it's no one knows where they go no one knows where especially the females when they go and like mate and like have babies we don't know where they are and so by satellite tagging them we 
our, our goal and like what we did was we set up government protected areas where like hunting is illegal like you actually made that happen yeah okay so what happened was that there are these um you need context for this so basically eight months in the working like a long long time just setting everything up getting the money like but like literally you're still in high raising, school yeah i was a junior senior end of junior into senior year um and was this senior year or was this junior this is junior year yeah um but anyways we each one of these salary tags are ten thousand dollars each so we raised enough money for seven um by selling t-shirts no 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 no. we sent emails we live in a we very fortunate again we couldn't have done this with the people we know and the connections we knew especially audrey like rich families know other rich families we sent out emails to vcs to ceos oh wow and you raised seventy thousand dollars to tag seven whale sharks like seven whale sharks so that's just the tags just the tags because you then you got to get to them you got to find them Uh uh-huh and so we raised the money we we decided where we're gonna go we're like the season was right and there was enough population of whale sharks and that was Papua New Guinea, Indonesia, Chenderwashi Bay, which is very obscure. Far from So uh, far. Damn. Like I we were going to Indonesia. We're we're like, oh, okay, like I guess. And we chartered a boat, um, like not a yacht, like a like a wooden boat, um, where we slept for a week with like no wi-fi and no electricity like very like slumming but like not really like we had like a chef and like you know like staff on board like because we went it was me audrey her mom and her mom's very you know like housewife of like the area like vc like she so, needs to like very it far was from nice. home though still yeah. like even... very uncomfortable very uncomfortable environment and we went um and chartered this boat with the staff very nice, very, very nice people. And then we chartered, um, Mark came with us. And so did our, like, their two, two of our friends from Hawaii who do a lot of things with sharks and, like, oceans. And, like, they're the ones who um, scuba certified us. So um, we went and <clears throat> we get on the water and it's, like, so surreal. Like, we're just going out in the ocean, like, far away. And, like, I remember, like, this was, like, when we were, like, dumb teens. And, like, I asked Audrey, I'm like is there going to be Wi-Fi on this boat? Like, like, should I get someone to keep my streaks? Like, I literally remember asking her this. And wow. she was like, no, there's going to be Wi-Fi. We're going to be completely fine. No, there's no, no Wi-Fi on this boat. You're going to tag yeah. whale sharks Anyways, in the middle of the Pacific we, The Ocean. amount of, we watched eight seasons of, like, this one show that we were watching. It was like, we had, because like at the time where we weren't doing this, what do we do all day? Sit on a boat. We were there for a week. You were on the boat for a week, didn't go back to To land, no, So you were not on land for one week. Uh Uh-huh. And did you just have stuff downloaded to watch? Yeah, we download. We bought seasons and seasons of just movies, TVs, like, so much shit. We, like, we're like, okay. But, um, so what happened was that... And you're looking for whale sharks this whole time? We're looking for whale sharks. traveling to where you know you're going to find them? No, we were traveling to where we know we're going to find them. And what happens is, like, fishermen there... Um, but it's such, I don't even know what they're called anymore. I like actually forgot, but they, it's so funny because we are looking for these like little wooden huts where fishermen go to set up. And it's so weird. Like I can't even describe it. Like if you think about the open ocean and then there are these like little wooden houses just like floating about where fishermen go and they'll like obviously take their boat from like their little like speedboat from like land and like go to their little huts where they fish all day, all night. And it's just like this weird, like they're floating like they're anchored down obviously so they know where it is but that they're floating wooden like little houses it's so bizarre but we like go and find them yeah we go and find them and like the way we find whale sharks is that so we we use these as like pinpoints because we know like that's where the fish are um and then the way we tag whale sharks are we it was it was whale shark season so it wasn't hard what season is that this is february February is whale shark season. I in guess. Indonesia. I, I guess. I did not know. I guess. And we. Is it like this? Yes. Okay. Like the not not like kind of like that. Like that's like on a lake. I think. Like, okay. Yeah, like, it is. But, but it's, it's kind of it's kind of it's similar. Wooden, yeah. Like a shed basically floating yeah. on a dock. Yeah. So that's like our pinpoints. Okay. And how we do it? How far? How many days was traveling there? Like through like a few days. It took you a few days just to get there. Yeah. Is it deep in the ocean, or is it just far away from where you where the 
I honestly just like don't even remember. I just remember like we're just in the ocean, like just so far out. Sea land or no? No, no no land was seen for (laughs) days. And what we do? So once we find, so what what we happen? We have this whole crew like, and we see a whale shark and we take this huge net, humongous like. Like, obviously, it needs to fit a whale shark. This huge net, and we put it under the whale shark. So it's like, do you see how the whale shark's in something? Yeah. Because they're in a net. And then we put the wooden structure over it so that we can go and, like, go on top and, like, yep. do the tagging. And so we do that. We find our whale sharks. Cool. Uh-huh, and then we take this satellite tag, and we just drill it into their fin, which sounds aggressive, but it's like a cartilage piercing. So, cause they're all cartilage. So it obviously they hurts them a little bit. Like you can feel like I have, I have many yeah. cartilage piercings. Like you can feel it, but it's not painful. I would say, and it's really quick. And then like when they fall fall off, it, it'll heal. Like okay. they're just holes, and they'll close back. So it's back temporary. Up. It's not gonna hurt the shark. Doesn't keep it. from It's swimming. not gonna hurt the shark. And it's not like you're cutting it off and dumping it to sink to the bottom of the ocean. Oh no no, we don't do that. Um, and so we do this to seven sharks actually we did them to three that trip but then they kept it kept going after so that. all seven tags that you got money for yes used. they're all used and this one 17 months it was on this one is it programmed to to drop off after 17 months or does it just no eventually it just fall eventually off? falls so off you want it to stay on as long as yeah. possible and because whale sharks come to the surface so often like you don't need to go diving to see whale sharks they're they're like mostly at the surface yeah. for most time but they obviously go under because they're at the surface so often like how that works is that like every time they surface like a pin is sent to our system and like you can track them and we we have this whole system we'll like i don't know can i even get on and out i don't know but where we could like see where our whale sharks were and we like we named them and it was a like, cute and like whatever that's cool yeah Do you remember any other names blueberry we named one marlin um bruce from finding bruce, nemo yeah. um i think that's the only ones we named but and Marlon isn't isn't Marlon's uh, also from Finding yeah. Nemo. Yeah, that's um, cool. And so, yeah. So what we did was that after we tagged them, we just collected data for months until they all f- fell off, and um, we can see their migration patterns. We can see where they went and like where. And no one's done this before. No one's ever done this before. Yeah. And why? Wait. Why are these tags different from? You said they're special tags. They're satellite tags. I just don't think they were ever like made. Like, okay. I'm sure satellite tags have been deployed in the ocean before on animals, obviously. But this type, I don't know. It was, so like it was a new some, type, it was of, a new type of satellite tag that's never been made. And, like, Conservation International made them. And we deployed them and collected data. And, like, we, like, it was so cool. I remember at the end of Quest, like, we showed, like, our, like, Quest Expo was, like, showing people, like, look at where our whale sharks are. Like, this is, like, like feasible data that we have that you can see. And, like, we can account to and be, like, we know where they are. Yeah. And so we did that and then after and then like the whole like to wrap it up was that we they actually tagged more after we did that after we like initiated it they I think they tagged 10 more I don't know they tagged more 10 but, more I mean that's a hundred thousand dollars yeah but that that's I, not us that was, was conservation, conservation national, national was they yeah anymore. um and so really really cool stuff we we got a lot of great data and they set up like areas where like with the government where like you can't go and yeah. fish so obviously that's great for them that, that whole thing started from what was an idea yeah to raise some money to rate to literally to raise some money and like do a little like like crates like sell some like t-shirts and like you know like yeah it we did not think that we would actually be doing be on a boat with, watching the, seasons of a show literally like, no there was internet, like middle whole, of the ocean. we thought we were gonna die so many times there were so many thunderstorms oh my god and that boat was not stable let me just tell you it was very shaky do you know how big the boat was that you were on not it there's how many people four probably 10 people on the boat with oh, staff okay so you, that you had like a it was big enough that it needed yeah a crew it yeah it didn't need, we it wasn't just one no one but it wasn't like <laughs> a big boat ever by any means but yeah sailboat or like a no bigger than a sailboat well like was it oh did it have, I mean, did have a sail- sailboat, yeah yeah yeah, like yeah. Pirates of the caribbean pirate ship kinda. yeah it wasn't one of those no, no <laughs> i had like a motor and everything but um yeah so that was the first project that went really really well and then we kind of had like audrey and i both went to college like we graduated we went to college like she goes to stanford like very busy like we it's like 
super hard to keep doing this right. when and especially dude we didn't even get nonprofit certified for probably until this whale shark stuff happened just because of paperwork and like going through the 501 c3 so yeah so that was eight months at, you did the whale shark stuff eight months after it started up yeah this was actually we can make sure you're like talking directly yeah yeah, yeah. Microphone. um i i want to know when we did this we went Feb- i'm like actually think i'm going crazy i'm like did we go february of junior year or there's no way you did february year. of junior year senior year it had to have been there's no way that you d- pulled this all off and yeah so is it so i don't really know how the school projects work though did you start them in the beginning of the year yeah you start we have to get them approved by our like quest counselor or whatever at the beginning of the year and then like that's it you're just like there's this whole like there's no checkpoints like you just do it and you you're supposed to have it. to have a product at the end huh and do, at the end of junior year did you have a product yeah like a so our product? our like ex like at the expo what we had was like we had oh i'm trying to think i don't think yeah this if, if we had didn't do the wall shark yet it was just like us getting like certified as like a non-profit okay. like like starting it like it not super like... impressive stuff but it seems like so the progress of this in the two years mm-hmm. in high school that you spent on it was mm-hmm. becoming a nonprofit and going from the idea of raising money to yeah to tagging, tagging whale, whale sharks. sharks for the first time ever and tracking their packs. Yeah, yeah. So now, like, what are you doing now with it? So basically, we so when Audrey and I went to college because we were like, if you like go and look at our five like our nonprofit status, like Audrey and I are the director, like it's literally us. We there's three people on this team. It's me, Audrey and this girl our friend Catherine who does our social media like that's literally it um and obviously we like we couldn't have done this without like Audrey's parents help and like our my parents and like just like conservation international like we would gen like we can't do it but like it's just us like no one is telling us like my it's not like my parents are like in charge of it and they're like do more it's like when we're in college like we didn't do like honestly we didn't do anything for like a good six months um so actually we just did so again freshman year nothing really like very like lax like we were fundraising still but like low-key and like i genuinely probably did not do a lot of work for it and then junior came around and we did what kind of fundraising wait like if you're just sort of like low-key fundraising what does that it means like still reaching out to you all and like getting money um and like sending emails and like soliciting people to give us money basically um and like on our website like there's like um like you can donate on there so it's just like social media and like making sure like people still know who we are but like we didn't have any projects and then probably we in I'm trying to think of my timeline sophomore year sometime um concert we got in touch with conservation international again we we're like what can we do to help like what's the next thing that, you know you guys are working on um and it was manta rays and so we recently in april i didn't get to go on this trip um I don't even think Audrey did Audrey go. I think she might have actually. Um, but we did the same thing with manta rays because mantas are also a species that are very, very un like we're just we don't have a lot of information on them. And mantas are also hunted, which is like so strange to me. I'm like, what do you even do with a manta? Like genuinely, like I don't know what people want with them. Like do they they're like not- hang them up on their walls or something. They like dry them out and like it's so weird. Like you, like you've seen a like manta a star, ray, like a starfish. Yeah, you, know? you like, like you've seen a manta ray. Yeah, like they're, they're like big. they're big, they but can they're be gigantic, right? Dude, I see manta rays. That's like the number one thing I see when I dive. I don't know what it is about them. There's these albino mantas. They're freaky looking, but they're cool. Anyways, they're hunted too a lot, and so we did the same thing. Satellite tagging. Um, this time like obviously smaller satellites because the ones for real sharks won't work for mantas and we did the same thing they went to the maldives and we just tagged oh, so many a lot a lot and of this mantas. was in april this is in april of 2019 october mm-hmm. so the tags haven't fallen the tags off haven't fallen off we're just collecting data can you access the data in real time like could you go now and see what i have been up to i i I think I can. Like, if I go ask Mark for the, like, login and stuff, like, he can probably give it to me and I can see where our mantas are. But we just did mantas, and now our next project is hammerheads, which I'm super excited about. Are you going to try to go on that trip to Oh, my them? God. I wish. The thing is, it's these trips are expensive. These trips are not, like, obviously going, like, to Indonesia. Like, that was, like, us having to fundraise an extra, like, 
Like, I'm not even joking, like, 10 grand for, like, everything that we had to do. Like, yeah. getting the boat, getting the staff, like, a lot of money. Um, And so I would love to go. I, The Maldives were the, are literally the number one top of my bucket list. So me not going on that trip was that just, sucks. like, I know. But I was, like, there's just no way. Like, I can't do it. Like, my parents aren't – I'm not paying for it. My parents aren't going to pay for it. And, like, it was smack in the middle of school. So I was, like, yeah. Right. Can't go. But um, they did that. And that's really cool. And, like, if we didn't, like – it's really awesome. Sometimes I feel like almost guilty about like all the things we've done because like the first project, like, yes, it's super hands-on because we were like, me and Audrey were in the same place. We lived at home. Like we were with like Mark is stationed out of San Francisco, like super easy to get in, get in touch with everybody. But now it's like, like I email them, I call them, but like, I'm not really there. And so like, I felt like this past project with the Mantas, I was like, yes, that's my name slapped on there. But like, I feel like I really didn't do enough work for that, which is completely fine because if you think about it like we're helping conservation national do this like we're the yeah. ones raising so them the money is it your is it is it your project or is it conservation international's project? it's like the manta ray thing the tracking of that that is conservation national is doing most of that they had our data for the wheelchair suit because it's technically technically like us partnering with them okay so that's kind of what i was curious about is how much of this is yeah your planning and execution and how much oh of it is we would it, not how much of it is theirs it's like mostly theirs like we don't have the knowledge to know like how any of this works like the technology like i remember like the first meeting with mark when like our first will shark we went to like italian food it was so funny and he just pulls out like massive like this like pamphlet of just information of like how the technology works how like how they made it like what where we're gonna go like a map of like the the ocean like him teaching us everything we're just like impossible without him like yeah. impossible without the work that they do okay is and the staff there is like on the boat was that all their crew did they organize that boat trip is that or we is that it was kind of we did out? yeah we we kind of did that with him because like as obviously Con- conservation international is a pretty big nonprofit, but like mark does not really have a team and so that's why like he was reaching out to us and like other Okay, so the partnership is needed. It's not something that would necessarily happen on its own without you guys pushing for it. It was kind of both. Like, I'd honestly, like, we met at that event, and then, like, I think it just, like, worked out where we could do it together. I'm sure they don't need us, technically. Like, now we have a relationship, so they want to do stuff with us, but, like, it's not like we were special. Like we, it was like two teenage girls with this project, but I'm sure he like, you know, saw something in us. I was like, yeah, like, why not give them a shot? Like, let's do something fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's not like they need us to do any of this. Like they're an established, they have more money than we do. Um, it's just more, more, it seems like it's more so an opportunity for you to be hands-on involved. It definitely is. And it was definitely like, like they're, they're, so like they want us to learn and like know how to do this and like i'm sure they love like being able to teach us some more things about the ocean like how nonprofits are working like the work they do and it's publicity too for both sides like we're helping them get publicity because of the work you do and they're helping us at the same time so it's really awesome but we're doing yeah we're doing hammerheads now don't really know this is very new this like i found this out like two months like a month ago two months ago over the summer and should be exciting that's awesome yeah it seems like it it almost ended up being obviously that first trip going for the whale sharks like making that happen yeah is a huge step above what the original plan was oh like yeah I just said. Mm-hmm. but it seems like you ended up sort of in a place where you were originally striving to be at where you yeah. were sort of like a a support system exactly and like we knew we knew that there is no way that audrey and i could actually like work a non-profit like this is people's full-time jobs like we're students i on call right now like she's you know an engineering student like we can't do this and it's not sustainable and it's not something we're like we're not putting any pressure on ourselves we're like we need to meet this deadline this deadline this like meet these numbers like you know like have a strict plan um i think it's just something we're gonna do like we have the nonprofit status now yeah and so it's like if we don't do something for a year whatever it's like not a huge it's not a huge deal like clearly we would love to but it's not like this isn't our number one like obviously school and everything comes first still um this isn't like our main hustle right but you end up being a good resource for conservation international yeah exactly the projects that they want yeah. to do and now i think especially you. after the whale sharks was so successful which is why they keep reaching out to us again 
um because like we didn't know like that auction was gonna work like i went there and i was like okay what if like we don't find whale sharks like what if like you know it was like such a gamble see i've always i mean my knowledge of the ocean mm-hmm. comes from like finding nemo and yes. shark week like that's oh, shark week. also like uh like those documentaries like planet blue yeah like, yeah blue planet, blue planet. Uh, so good South pacific the one yeah that, uh benedict cumberbatch narrates. so funny i know he's so funny um he can't say penguins do you know that what does he say? He says I, like penguin, 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 or something like he's penguins. Right? Yeah, he says it so. I remember wrong. noticing that it was weird when I was watching the the documentary over the summer. Yeah, I mean, it's so summer. funny. Yeah, that that's a good one. Uh-huh. Blue Planet's really good. Um, the Planet Earth Ocean episode. That, like, that's I just, good. Yeah, I, I've always loved nature yeah. and specifically animals and mm-hmm. specifically the ocean yeah and then on top of that specifically sharks oh my god i found them like so fascinating i think they're like just the most badass creature like there's nothing to be afraid of like there's something to be afraid of of. a little bit i don't think that we have to go out like hunting and murdering them to protect people i think that the solution to that lies elsewhere yeah the issue is like not as dangerous as people think no no and it's just like no one cares to be educated on it which isn't anyone's fault it's not like we need to be like no one needs to know all these facts about sharks. Like this is like an abnormal right. part of my brain that just yeah, like knows yeah. so much. But um, it is nice to know because like at the rate we're going, like they're gonna some species are going to go extinct. Like they're not gonna be here in like fifty years. Is that are there some that are endangered now? Oh, there's so many species of sharks that have already been ex- like, but they're smaller and more obscure. Like right now, like gray rice, they're fine. Like bigger sharks and like obviously the main ones are fine. But they're like at this rate, it's not looking good for yeah. anything i think we have this problem and again this is knowledge that i've gleaned just from yeah. watching tons of documentaries but it it seems to be like a repeat thing that people say is yeah a lot of problems with sustainability come from things getting hunted on a high level exactly when they're it's obviously faster than they can reproduce yeah and way faster animals reproduce slower. so much slower yeah so like, small that's why people are like oh we need to switch to eating like insect based food have you heard yeah about that? So, yeah insects can reproduce millions of yeah, times yeah. over in a week like it, yeah whereas a, big, big animals, animals tuna is a big one you hear that like isn't sustainable yeah well we're gonna run out of tuna there's already fish that we've we've like overfished oh, yeah. to the point of you can't even find them anymore cape cod right here in massachusetts doesn't even have cod in it until you go no way like, very far away yeah um they're still there they're yeah. not extinct but it's not they're not yeah. prevalent enough that if we were to we're rename not... it that we would still call it cape yeah cod and we're yeah we're not doing us like we're not smart about it like i think that yeah we just over hunt everything we like we we think they're gonna be there and just one day they're not going to be there because the ocean seems so, so big. big. But but have you watched that like Blue Planet? Like there's nothing like mo- a lot of the ocean is like nothing lives there because it's just so cold, dark. There's no nutrients. Like, no nutrients. It's not like along a current line. Yeah. They also was it the end of Blue Planet? Is that um? I think it's the end of Blue Planet where he talks about how in the filming of it they found it very hard to find places that weren't full of trash yeah no it's so sad and like again i think it's because you said like the ocean seems so big because it's fucking massive but we're not like we're it's bad like we're not doing well like we're make we're gonna make everything die basically we're throwing all of our garbage into the ocean that's not like what like i don't know yeah is that something that you feel passionately about with your organization that you're running now or are you just mostly focused on education about sharks like could you ever no. expand this into oh, other yeah oce- oceanographic yeah i think topics? so i think like it's called save the blue like it's not like save the sharks like i think our main thing is just to educate people on the marine yeah ecosystem and i think audrey and i are both passionate enough about just like the ocean that we would love to do something with like coral reefs maybe one day like ocean cleanup like i would love to just like do something about that um again just timing limited by time time, money and everything like that but definitely like again we thought we're gonna do sharks we did manta rays last year so like it's very up in the open we're not like limiting ourselves to anything because like again like we didn't even know i didn't know manta rays were like endangered i didn't know like they needed help until like the research came out and like like we did this so it's like you really never know 
Does Conservation International need. just do ocean stuff or are they sort yeah. of a more no, 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 no. They do everything, but they have um, like specific ocean sectors, I guess. Now, having, having gone out and doing like hands-on conservation yeah. work, do you feel more passionately when you hear news about like the Amazon rainforest burning down yeah. or like I think- things that aren't necessarily ocean related? I, I definitely do. I think like this doing this definitely made me a more passionate person, like maybe like a little bit more aggressive, like not for the best, but like definitely because I just like I think it's yeah. oh, I think it's so sad because we don't like the Amazon thing. We didn't that was burning for a week and we didn't know. And I don't think conservation like why is shark attacks always like in the media when like shit like the Amazon being on fire wasn't in the media like i just think priorities especially like u.s media wise is like a little fucked up like why is shark week such a big thing when a hundred million sharks have been killed a year and that's never reported on like little things like that where like literally it took reporters a week of the amazon burning down to, to go report on it. to talk about it yeah I think with Shark Week, there is definitely a big emphasis on education yeah, with a is. lot of the shows yeah. that are on there. What really turned me away from it was these like fake dramatized documentaries, like ghost story, yeah. shark attack kind of things. I remember being, uh, it was probably at some point in middle or high school, uh-huh. and there was this, this quote unquote documentary about a megalodon attack on a sinking ship and the ship sank all these people were in the ocean mm-hmm. holding on to this buoy that was you know the size of mm-hmm. a semi truck so you have like tons yeah. and tons and tons of like buoyant force yeah coming up on yeah that. like you, you can't sink a buoy like no. that and in the up until this point i thought you know i'm kind of young i think it's yeah. a real documentary yeah. and there's this one scene where it's all these people holding onto the buoy and it just disappears underwater in less than a second. And I was like, hold up. I watched it so many times. And I think that was the first time that I actually called BS on 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 something something I was watching. Mm -hmm. This was on like discovery channel or whatever they do. I used to love it. And I lost so much faith. Yeah. You know, because people thought it was real. I ended up researching it. Like it actually was fake. They did Mm -hmm. say in the fine print that it was was fake. fake. I mean, like no one. Yeah. Fake. Yeah. Like that's not a real thing that could happen. Even if mm-hmm. the megalodon was yeah. still a, a living, thriving yeah. species, yeah. So it, could, it would not be able to do that. Yeah. And I, just, I don't know. Even then it's like, okay, if they're going to do stuff like that, it, does that take credibility away from the real educational stuff that they're yeah. doing? Because clearly people of... know it's fake, but it's going to impact people's opinions still. Like, they're, to this day, they're making movies like... 42 feet under did you see that like where like they no. get trapped in like a cage, cage and like the the, the shark is like revolving around them won't leave them alone that would never ever happen in real life and like yeah people should know it's fake but like people who just genuinely are genuinely are not educated on sharks might think it's real you know what i mean yeah. it's like there's a very small percentage of people that believe that but like there are people out there that do and there's a very small percentage of the ocean ecosystem that's represented by that movie even if it was a thing like literally none of it so like are we how are we influencing people to think about exactly it's like to you know if you sank to the bottom of the ocean in a shark cage you have a lot more things to worry about than the animals that are going to come to get you yeah we have this sort of like dramatized horror movie idea exactly and i think this also like speaks to like the media is so powerful and like they should be using it i'm not like i'm not even like a person to be like oh you need to like conservation everything like you need to go like everything needs to like be done for good like you need like we need to use our voice whatever like i'm not even that annoying but i'm just saying like we're doing way too little with the media to like help causes like this where like it's so easy for big pubs and like organizations to just like do one small thing that would help such a like make such a big impact on like anything like ocean not ocean like any anything that like even remotely ne- like needs human concern yeah. yeah um and it's just so easy for us to do it but like we don't do it and it's like ecosystem and conservation is like it's so important yeah this is something gets, that like so little concern it's over not it something yeah this is I not something where day to day like kind of have an idea yeah. of concern but because it's not on the news all the time then no one cares yeah. about it 
they're like it must not really be important like exactly i, I feel like i should be but like recycling this instead of throwing it in the trash but you know that seems like it's all i need to do There's, to to keep everything okay like, i met someone the other day that doesn't rec- like doesn't believe in recycling and i'm like we're what it's almost 2020 like i just don't understand it's like such little things and it's like this is something it's not this is something that's impacting everyone like this is inevitable like this is our fucking like globe like this is our ecosystem this is a climate change this is not something that's like oh it's fine like just ignore it i there's an organization called extinction rebellion have you Mm -hmm. heard of it yeah so the it's sort of an international organization it's sort of it's growing in size now there's a boston Uh, subgroup of it Mm -hmm. it's kind of decentralized but it's a radical take on what needs to happen because of human cause climate change and it focuses a lot on the ipcc's prediction that that if things stay as like if we keep a business as usual Mm -hmm. uh approach to how we're producing carbon which is increasing Increasing. every year it's not even staying the same no that there's a five percent chance that humans at the end of the day go extinct no a hundred percent so that's five percent seems like a little no but that's one in 20 you would not get on a plane if if they said there's a one in 20 chance that you're gonna die dive straight down to the bottom of the ocean no i know i know you would not get on that it's so scary it's literally like do you hear about like the wall that needs to be built around boston because the sea levels are rising we're gonna get literally flooded yeah like so many cities that and it's just like 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 i don't want to i'm i'm not gonna get political but i'm just like when we have a president that doesn't believe in climate change like this is not how like like no (laughs) like i just there's a lot of reasons to be frustrated with politics but i think just like the amount of ignorance that we have right now exactly is, is sort of the thing that bothers it's me. it's so true most. like i don't care if you're a republic like you could be so like so republic like republican whatever <laughs> like i cannot get along with your views but i'm not gonna like hate you as a person because like whatever they're your views like you can like you raise however you want but when you genuinely are like i don't believe in climate change which is something i'm just it i just i don't get it i'm like what do you mean like w- there's all the proof you need not only doesn't believe it, but blames it on as a as a hoax oh my God. specifically to because you have a lot of people that yeah. are like, oh, well, climate change might be real, but humans didn't cause it. It's just natural fluctuation. Of it. President of the United States right now is yeah. claiming that it's a hoax from another country to affect our economy. See, honestly, at the end of the day, it's just funny. We just gotta laugh about it. Otherwise, we're gonna go crazy. Is <laughs> my it really is hilarious. It's just like, so he, funny. <laughs> Everything he says, I'm just he's like, a hilarious dude. So but ah, it shouldn't. His hilarity should mm-hmm. not get in the way mm-hmm. of like know, people not yeah, dying, dying. Mm-hmm. people not getting displaced. Yeah, you know, even if the, the human population doesn't go extinct, yeah, you know, we no one should die from it. Mm-mm. Especially, I mean, this isn't really a United States issue, but. The U.S. produces a lot of carbon, so yeah. do other big countries. Yeah. They're not the ones that are affected the most by it. No. If the coastlines of the United States get displaced, yeah. we have a lot of space that we can go to, and it's not going to be pretty, but there's space there's for space, us. There's space, yeah. I'm gonna, everyone's going there's, to the Midwest. <laughs> there's poor Pacific islands that will be in knee-deep water. Yeah. Would get taken out by the next storm that comes oh, over them. hundred percent. Which will come eventually. Mm-hmm. And they don't produce any of the carbon that causes that to happen. Nope. Which is so upsetting. It's so fucked up. I know. Yep. Here we are. I think... Have you seen... Um, you probably... Because you're not from here, you probably don't know a lot about it. But Boston has... I think it's called Boston 2025 or something. It's their plan to... You know, make Boston a better place in 2025. Like that's their timeline oh, to make it five years better. Well, this started years uh-huh. back. This proposal, yeah. And they're they want to be climate change ready, so invest money into being prepared mm-hmm. for what's happening. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, I guess as a city, they don't have a lot of ability yeah. to. You know, if they, their end goal is to be carbon neutral yeah but their primary goal is to be carbon ready yeah it's kind of sad that i mean you could think about it two ways it's either sad that people are thinking okay there's nothing we can do Mm -hmm. we we just have to get ready Mm -hmm. and maybe we'll be able to protect ourselves and and keep our lifestyle in boston the same way that it is now Mm -hmm. 100 years from now 
you could also think of it as people don't feel the obligation to make a change. Yeah. And maybe there's no preparation that you can yeah. make to keep everyone in Boston once the sea level rises. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, is the worst case scenario going to happen or not? No one really knows. Yeah. But just the mindset, it's good that in Massachusetts it's a pretty climate progressive yeah, state. Place. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it's weird to think about and you don't really know what's the right move. It's like, do we just, yeah. do we bug in and just get ready for it? Yeah. Or is there something that this city can do to help prevent it? I don't know. It's such a global problem. It's like, such can you a, really affect it locally? Yeah. It's such a huge problem that like, it's just like, where do we even start? How do we start? What are we doing? And like, because what the little things like us cutting out like meatless Mondays, that's not doing shit for anything like cutting out what? like meatless Mondays. And people are like, oh, just like don't eat meat on Mondays. Oh. It'll be better. Like, you what? know, I didn't know that was. a thing Yeah, the meatless do. Mondays, because then like less water to like, you know, yeah, do the cows, that thing. But um, but then it's like, OK, well, if we're trying to cut out water usage from not using meat, like. Do you know that like making almond milk needs like so I don't I read the stats somewhere that was like to make like one I don't even remember it's just like absurd how much like so it's like my point is you can't focus on something like that because that's not gonna make a difference at the end of the day as shitty as that sounds but then like you can't tell everybody to just be like stop driving cars like stop using gas altogether right. that's that's like too extreme and i feel like this is an issue where like we need to find the happy medium but there's no happy medium it's okay yeah i like i agree with yeah. you 100% on that because there's always a consequence to anything that you do yeah if you're going to construct electric cars like what impact does that have on the environment yeah all those batteries that are exactly. actually gonna get thrown out like where are they gonna go oh the ocean wanna, <laughs> it's it's something that is really obvious with yeah. nuclear power where there's yeah. like a horrible waste product that yeah. comes out of that that we don't really know what to yeah. do with but there's no emissions yeah so it's this thing that has an insanely good high power output mm-hmm. solution to yeah. our carbon-based power plants but it has like a, a really obvious downside yeah. that divides people on the issue. Exactly. And, you know, the, people sort of see a similar thing with electric cars. Like, okay, there's no emissions. Yeah. But, you know, what, what's the effect of having all these lithium batteries? Exactly. The exactly. Then when you move to something like meat, it's like, okay, we know exactly or about how much effect on the environment agriculture Mm-hmm. has right yeah. and even down to the point of we know how much corn like what the effect of corn is yeah. what the effect of wheat is yeah. what the effect of beef and chicken yeah and whatever so if we were to cut one of those out we can say oh it would subtract this much mm-hmm. carbon produced per year yeah and we can just eat soy burgers okay how much emissions come from soy yeah what are the health implications what are the yeah what are the um genetic implications of there's now you have an entire population eating you know you're moving everyone towards the exact same diet is that is that are we susceptible to some new kind of disease like you get into these like wacky it's so not black and white and and, yeah exactly it's not even it's 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 not even like a rainbow it's it's more than a rainbow yeah Yeah, like it's it's like a 5d rainbow with Mm -hmm. a a billion different color points in it exactly and people are that you have to make a decision that's black or white and it's like you know, we're going to be dead before this issue really gets out of hand. So I'm like, like, it's so fucked. But I'm like, honestly, like, nothing's going to change. And the thing is, things change every day. Yeah. Though. Like, think yeah. about, I don't know if you paid attention to it. I was kind of a nerd always. But things like solar panels. Yeah. If you want to get solar panels on your house around here 10 years ago, you know, you'd be paying tens and tens of thousands yeah, of dollars yeah i know do that. it's very mm-hmm. now there's companies that do it for free really you get free solar panels and you sign a contract with them to, yeah you pay for the amount of electricity that it generates and that rate is cheaper than the power plant so That's you don't awesome. own the solar panels yeah. but you get the benefit of having the yeah. cheaper power on your house yeah. for 30 years or no. whatever and then they get paid yeah. off like the like 
that's something that has enticed that's people awesome. to get yeah. solar panels in this area. Yeah. And even electric cars, like 10 years ago, was that's there. That's true. Was it 2019, Shout out 2009 Elon. was there. When did, when did Tesla's become a thing? Um, Tesla's middle school. 2011, 2012 Yeah, and we middle school. So, I mean, now you see Tesla's all the time. Everywhere. I'm sure you see way more than oh, I see Oh, I, I dated the son, the co-founder of Tesla. So, here we are. <laughs> there we go. Can no. you get me connected with him? Like, can I get, can I get Elon one? Musk has been, like, he's had dinner branding. with Elon. And I'm like. I love that hello. guy. He's so funny. He is an alien man. He's just such a wacko. The amount of hustle that that guy has. But he's... Pure engineering mind. He's so smart, but also just like such a meme. Like, I'm like, what are you doing half the time? The... And again, it's easy to say like, oh, Tesla is great for the environment. Yeah. Whatever. Like, you, you don't really know what you the implications really yeah. of it are, like what the, what the impact is. Yeah. I think that the mindset of like something's not right things need to change mm-hmm. let's change now in a in a way that seems to be good mm-hmm. obviously he could end up killing all of us but yeah true hopefully he doesn't and something good yeah. comes out of it yeah. i think that we need more sort of ambitious we do people and we need more ambitious people that are in charge of things yeah exactly so someone like him that can just take charge of things and Make start a colony happen. on the moon yeah. or on mars great mm-hmm. but for the rest of us like what's gonna happen i yeah i, yeah. I think and that's sort of extinction rebellion yeah. thing is like government needs to step in and government do more ambitious in. stuff yeah exactly it's like for the scale of how big these issues are we're doing like we're trying it's not like we're not doing anything like you know obviously all these organizations like we're we're doing stuff but this issue is so big that like this is nowhere near the pace where it needs to be going and it's not I honestly don't think it's ever going to get to the pace where like really need like really going to make like global global impact. Um, we're doing better. Yeah, I honestly think about it positively. Just in the last, as this conversation has heated up, mm-hmm. I the change that I've realized kind of the most that's indicated to me that there is a change in change mindset in. Yeah. among everyone is, I remember in like third, fourth, fifth grade. The topic was always like, we need to stop using oil yeah. because we're going to run out of oil. Mm-hmm. And that's not the conversation anymore. It's we need to stop using it because it's bad for the environment. Yeah. yeah. I think that that shift is shift really in mindset is really of, good. Like, why we need to stop. Yeah. Because I think people see the impacts of what we're doing to the world, like, finally. Like, it, it needs to get this bad for people to actually be like, oh, it's bad. It's sort of a rock bottom yeah, situation. Exactly. And it might need to get worse before it's going to get a little bit worse. Happens. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There's a, a big storm. I don't know when, but the biggest storm maybe ever to hit Japan. Japan, yeah. Storm to go over the Pacific Since, Ocean. Like, not, yeah. Category Huge. five. Yeah. They don't call. They're not hurricanes on the Pacific. There, right? there's a hurricane. The one in Japan is a hurricane. Typhoon. Yeah, I guess. Same kind of storm yeah. though. Yeah. Yeah. Huge. And, like people, like death. Like lots nuts. of death. Do they ever come the other way and hit California or no? Do they always go east to west? Because no, we, we get hit. No, with we them. don't get them. If Boston gets hit with a hurricane bad, it means the rest of the East Coast got slammed. slammed. Yeah. My dad just tried to call me. I know, I'll call okay. him back. No, yeah. No, we don't even get rain, so. <laughs> yeah, there's no water but, but in California. But our whole state's on fire. Again, so it's fine. Again, again? Again, again. It's kind of the same fire. Oh, no, it's again. It's fucking PG&E. They need to be canceled. They caused campfire last year. You knew, you know that, right? pg e like the electrical company that's yeah. like every like everyone uses literally caused campfire it's the name is still funny to me which was the worst fire in like basically all of history um and then it's what so they upsetting. did every new fire is the worst fire in all of history and then what they did was literally last week they shut off power to eight hundred thousand residents in Northern California. My thousand. My parents called me and they're like, "If we don't contact you for two days, it's because PG&E shut off our power. They didn't weren't affected, but eight hundred thousand. And they're like, crap. oh, it's because they're scared that like a fire is going to happen and they're going to be blamed again. So they just turn the power. They just off. turn it off. And then guess what? Uh, fire started anyways. Oh my god. Yeah. Was it their fault? Um, like. Mm. I think like it's a, a lot, a, a, a little bit, but it's not it's like, just yeah, it's always a it's bunch, always of, things, a bunch like of things. Yeah. I remember last year when Campfire happened, like this happened 
so far like so many miles like hundreds of miles from the bay like san francisco where i lived but for like literally a month our air level was worse than china and like air quality like like our like mayor because of the smoke our mayor was like everybody needs to wear like masks outside outside. like people were wearing like yeah it was like gray for a week like a month not even a week so long so bad like our air air quality was worse in china india like it was so awful and it's like we're not even there like we're so far away like we're really our climates are we're really just messing up the world yeah we're not it's gonna be fine eventually like once we're all dead like whatever it'll recover yeah yeah the rock will keep spinning eventually the sun Mm -hmm. will explode and it'll all be over exactly we have like a billion years to figure it all out yeah, we have to figure time. out where it all started and where it's all going. I know. So we so can get crazy. to the next universe or get out of the simulation or whatever. And if we all die before then. Oh my God, next podcast really episode is Are We Living in Simulation? I am. All right, a little sneak preview. I'm going to be talking to Danny Mortensen. Do you know him? Mm-mm, who is he? he? He's another uh, guy in SIGEP. He's mm-hmm. in my, my pledge class. And we're going to sit down at some point soon, hopefully this week, and talk about like aliens yeah. the space time continuum yeah this is sort of like a pilot season of the podcast so i love that goes, it's not really uh anyone who's a, a physics nut probably won't want to listen to it because i doubt it's going to make any sense no. to anyone that knows anything no but, but it's gonna be to anyone else yeah. like you if you just a... want to sit back while you're sort of falling asleep and oh, i'll listen, listen to, to it for sure around you yeah uh, that'll definitely be a good episode yeah. to listen to but yeah, i feel like that's kind of always how this kind of conversation yeah. ends is like oh wow like people suck Everyone's the world sucks die. and just to bring it back to like what you're doing mm-hmm. right like the world's burning around us and there's still problems like yeah like smaller problems yeah. that like, like we, we need to we solve, need to solve. Well. exactly and i don't know we How just do have even... too many problems we need more people like you jenna to solve all these thank small you problems very so appreciated we can focus on other big things yeah yeah because hey who knows if the man like if the mantis goes extinct that's gonna fuck up our whole eco marine ecosystem so yeah, who knows who knows who knows what could happen what if manta rays are critically connected to something right you know to people far away from the ocean I know. they could be no you, no one knows are. mantis are cool shit oh, damn well this has been a good conversation yes this I is so this is fun a great place yeah. to wrap it up but thanks for coming and talking well thanks for having me thank you awesome so fun thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast if you've made it to this point go ahead and follow save the blue on instagram at save the blue and while you're at it guys go ahead and follow me on instagram as well john craffy pod j-o-h-n-c-r-a-f-f-e-y-p-o-d that's instagram and twitter follow me on twitter guys too uh i post on instagram pretty much just when i'm making a podcast or putting one out but I chat a little bit more on Twitter. So yeah, just hit me up on both. It's good to just stay in touch on uh, both platforms. Also, if you were able to stick around to the very end of our conversation, you'll notice I hinted at an upcoming episode with Danny Mortensen where we talk about the universe melting our brains. Uh, I haven't recorded that podcast yet as of the release of this one, but it is up and coming. I'm working on planning a date to sit down and record that one with him. So once again, I hope you guys enjoyed and I'll see you in the next one. Goodbye.